and welcome to another edition of the Patrick McCormack Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick McCormack, and today I'm joined by Father Joe Catafago, who is just ordained to the priesthood in the Diocese of Rockville Center this Saturday at St. Agnes Cathedral. Father Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Pat, it's a great pleasure and uh, looking forward to uh, you know our interview together. So let's start by, uh, let's unpack this weekend. There's a lot going on, a lot of good things, and sure for you, probably started before Saturday with rehearsals and stuff, but we'll start with Saturday. And what was that like? And how did that all go for you? Yeah, so uh, Saturday was just abs- an absolute whirlwind. Uh, you know, it's very solemn. You know, it's when, when you come to these uh, moments in your life where you're about to make a commitment, uh, I find it's always good to have some quiet. So, uh, it's, you know, I had, you know, I kind of got a quiet breakfast at home and uh, I had one of the other seminarians, uh, Stephen Rooney, uh, pick me up and uh, drive me to the cathedral early in the morning uh, so that together, uh, myself and my classmates, uh, Father Dominic and Father Mike, uh, we could just really take some time to, uh, you know, have some quiet together and also pray together as uh, we got ready for the ordination. So, uh you know, it's, uh, we were at the cathedral, uh, you know, kind of getting invested, getting ready. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was good to have that quiet because, you know, it's, you, you want to have your focus where it needs to be. You, you want the focus to be on Christ. Uh, you know, it can easily become, oh, you know, who's here, who's there. And, you know, the guest list becomes a priority where, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, it's a who's here, who isn't here. That becomes the focus rather than on what is happening. So uh, one of the things that I had done to really prepare for Saturday, uh, especially Saturday morning, it was a, a quote that uh, really a priest mentor of mine had given me just a couple of days before uh, he had said, uh, he had asked how I was doing. I said, I'm doing good. To which he then responded, uh, have, you taken, uh, the mo- uh, have you taken time for yourself to consider the gravity of what you were about to do? And he said that not so much as like kind of like a call out, like saying, you know, it's, hey, are you paying attention? But really as an encouragement to always remember uh, what's going on. Not, you know, it's like those superficial things, but really, you know, what's going on internally, what's happening uh, really in the life of the spirit. And so uh, that, that was really uh, like that main focus that I had Saturday morning going into the ordination. And you go into the ordination, it begins, for those who don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, gives like a regular mass with the lit- opening and then the liturgy of the word, but then there's the ordination rite, and which is really cool between the different music, the different prayers, and then joining together with the different priests who end up blessing you and praying over you. And just what was that like? Because you go from kneeling to prostrating, back to kneeling, back to a couple different interactions with the bishop. Sure. So like the ordination rite itself inside of mass, it begins with this, uh, this dialogue back and forth where uh, the candidates are, are called forward. Uh, and then afterwards, a, a delegate, you know, somebody who represents, uh, you know, the, the seminaries, but somebody who has been there for their formation. Uh, for us, it was uh, Bishop James Massa, the Auxiliary Bishop of Brooklyn and Rector of uh, St. Joseph Seminary. Uh, you know, so... Uh, Bishop Barris, you know, the ordaining bishop asks, uh, do you find these men to be worthy? Now, there's nothing that 
you know, it's, uh, I could ever do to make myself worthy for ordination, right? That there's nothing that I can ever do to make myself worthy of Christ, uh, just because of, you know, who Christ is and who I am. Uh, you know, but with that being said, there has to be this openness too, to which, um, you know, so uh, Bishop Massa, you know, the, the rector of the seminary responds uh, to Bishop Barris, uh, after much, uh, you know, deliberation with uh, those responsible for his formation and among inquiry of the Christian people. So really asking the entire church, uh, I have found these men to be made worthy. And so that, that phrase, that, that way in which, uh, you know, Bishop Massa went about it, it was, it served as a reminder as far as um, that first off, it's from the spirit and from the church that we're called. And uh, I, I think that that was a beautiful you know, uh, encounter that was there, uh, you know, because then it showed all of that, like that one dialogue I find unfolds and the rest of the liturgy, uh, because then it's from there that, uh, you know, it's um, with the, uh, the Christian people that, uh, you know, it's, uh, they kneel down as we prostrate ourselves and they pray with us and for us. And so it's then at that point that, uh, you know, it's a, there's this moment of the laying on of hands, right? That calling down of the Holy Spirit upon, uh, uh, upon these candidates, upon these men about to be ordained. Uh, again, that's a very powerful thing because as, you know, all of these priests that have been there as mentors, as friends, uh, as confessors, as formators, uh, you know, it's like the, these priests who have done so much, uh, they now, and so the Holy Spirit working through them, right? So the Holy Spirit working through these men in their ministry who have formed us, uh, the, the guys about to be ordained, they come and they lay their hands on, you know, praying over them, praying that the Holy Spirit may be with us. And that was, you know, absolutely, absolutely powerful. Uh, you know, and then from there, it's... Uh, you know, like the, the priest's vests. And so I had two uh, priest mentors, uh, you know, Father Joe Fitzgerald, who had been, you know, our high school chaplain for three years. Uh, and then also uh, Father Ed Sheridan, who uh, was my pastor as a deacon and actually is my pastor now. Uh, so they, they vested me so that, you know, that they, you know, took my deacon stole and put on the priest stole. They, uh, they put on the chasuble. Uh, and so it's, you know, it's, again, it's looking at, what Christ has given us, not so much what I've done for Christ, but you know, really what Christ has, has done for us and what Christ has given us. And so that, that entire ordination, it's uh, just a beautiful encounter with uh, you know, just really that desire of Christ uh, to draw you know, the priest closer, but also the entire Christian community closer. Uh, especially by way of, of the Eucharist, which is, you know, what it, we're led into right after. Uh, so it's, I, I do think that, you know, it's like the, the ordination is a reminder and a call for all of us to, you know, to have this desire to grow in holiness. Uh, you had the mass, which was beautiful, and it was about two hours, and uh, I went home and took a nap after the rest up, but you were running all over the place all day, and uh, after the mass, you did first blessings and everything. What was that like for you? after seeing everyone at the ordination, blessing them, and then getting to interact with them in the uh, parish center? 
Yeah, so uh, there's that great uh, line in Seinfeld, worlds are colliding, you know, <laughs> and so uh, it, at, at the uh, ordination, uh, after the ordination at the, uh, at the first blessing line, uh, it was worlds were colliding. I had parishioners from every parish that I've been in uh, come up. I've had family members that I may not have seen in a while come up. I, uh, you know, it's, I've had complete and total strangers come up, you know, and just because of the office that I'm in as a priest now, uh, desiring uh, that blessing. And it's not because, you know, Joe Catafago is a great guy, but it's because, you know, Father Joe Catafago uh, has been ordained and uh, is in persona Christi. Uh, and so it's with that in mind that, you know, it's, it's really a humbling experience as people come up and will mention something, you did this. It's like, I don't remember doing that. Uh, like it was so important to them. Uh, it's a really powerful and humbling moment just seeing, you know, how far uh, ministry uh, can go, uh, you know, especially, you know, when we trust in Christ and we trust in the spirit to lead us where, uh, uh, where we need to be, you know, it's, it's just absolutely powerful, uh, you know, and so like that, those moments of, you know, first blessing were incredible. Then you go over to Holy Trinity and have your reception. And what was that like celebrating with your uh, family and friends there? Yeah, it was uh, very much a homecoming, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I grew up right by Trinity. And so when I went to high school there, it was uh, really, it became home in a lot of ways. And so uh, being back at Trinity, it was uh, just a great joy to be able to have, again, like those worlds colliding, uh, high school friends, college friends, friends that I've known since I was born, family members, uh, you know, people that I've served in with ministry, uh, just everyone kind of coming together for this really great occasion. And over there, you know, I continue the first blessings and we have this beautiful courtyard that uh, uh, there's a, a holy family statue. And so I was in front of the holy family statue, blessing families. Uh, and so it's, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a great time to be together. It was a great time uh, to really celebrate. Then you went over to uh, skip forward to five o'clock on Sunday where you had your first mass. And from being a little kid in a parishioner and holy family to actually being the presider at that mass, what was that like for you? Yeah, it was absolutely surreal and extremely emotional, uh, you know, to be able to be like all of a sudden, like, this is what I'm doing. Uh, I, I'm celebrating mass uh, where, you know, so, some of the greats, uh, of my life have you know it's what whether it be uh you know i think of you know uh, monsignor edward donnelly he, he was a priest who baptized me and gave me my first communion uh and it's actually i'm actually assigned to the parish that uh, he served as as pastor right before he was at holy family uh but so like i i think of him i think of you know father gerard gentleman who who's been my pastor for 12 years and uh, he spent a year as our high school chaplain. Uh, and so, you know, it's just as far as like those mentors and those friends that have gone there and have been there at Holy Family, but also Holy Family, which is quite literally a family. It, it's the parish family. 
and to uh, you know be a son of that parish to then go and to say mass there uh, was pretty cool. You know, I, th I think that's probably the best way to say it. It was pretty cool. Then one of the things I find cool about the first mass and the ordination are pictures. Me personally, I do not like to take pictures, but looking at pictures are very cool. And it's at first mass and it's you surrounded by a lot of priests, a lot of deacons and uh, some seminarians. I really think that sums up the journey of all the people who impacted this, this journey, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like I, uh, you know, it's like looking back at it, there were professors that were there, there were chaplains that were there, uh, priests that I've met in passing that were there. Uh, it's uh, one of the, the cool things is that, uh, you know, the last time we had a priest uh, born and raised in the parish was, uh, you know, a guy who was there, uh, he, he was ordained 32, 33 years ago. And so, uh, you know, he, he was invited to the mass and he showed up. And I think that that's, you know, a sign of really like the vitality of the parish in a lot of ways where even after all these years, uh, yeah, it's still his home. Uh, but so, you know, it's, with that being said, just, you know, all of these priests and all of these seminarians, so these guys that are, have been, you know, brothers to me uh, and also guys that have been father to me, uh, it's, it was just absolutely awesome to have them all together uh, in one place, uh, celebrating together. Uh, but it's also a reminder of, you know, it's the one celebration of Christ. And so it's what each of us does in, uh, you know, in whatever our assignment is, as we hear confession and celebrate mass, that each of us is united closer to Christ in the Paschal mystery in such a unique way uh, through that, there's an old saying that, um, like, the, like the oil of ordination is thicker than blood. Uh, whereas, like, just as far as the, the, the unity of the priesthood, uh, you know, is something that is so much stronger than even, like, you know, like the, the bonds of family at times. Uh, you know, then that's not a downplay on on the family, but it's really an upplay of, you know, what ordination does as it conforms each of us to Christ in a unique way. So we touched on this weekend, then let's go back a little bit how we got to this weekend. You grew up in Holy Family, just life growing up in the Catholic grammar school, Catholic parish. Yeah, so uh, uh, like I, I was at Holy Family as a, uh, you know, an elementary school kid up to fifth grade. Then I spent uh, three years at Hicksville Middle School before going back to Catholic education uh, at Holy Trinity for all four years there. Um, you know, so growing up, like I was, you know, your like, kind of run-of-the-mill Catholic kid. You know, I went to Catholic school, I went to Mass on Sundays, and I played CYO basketball. Uh, you know, it's, and all of those were, you know, great experiences. My dad was a catechist, and so uh, you know, every once in a while, I would go with him to class and just kind of sit in the back, and, you know, do my own thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it was, you know, really in the parish setting that, you know, the seeds of the vocation are sown, first by the witness of the priests that were there, secondly, by really the holiness of uh, those parishioners that, you know, stand as really a challenge 
Uh, you know, today we celebrate the Feast of St. John the Baptist, or I'm sorry, the, the Nativity of St. John the Baptist. And so when we, when we look at, uh, you know, St. John the Baptist, you know, it's, uh, this contradiction, right? You know, that this guy who just kind of stands out there and, you know, stands as a reminder you know, of, of the gospel in a lot of ways, of, you know, that, that repentance and turning back to the Lord. And so seeing uh, parishioners that would live out John the Baptist, granted, they're not dressed like John the Baptist, but really having that desire to, you know, proclaim and to prepare the way of the Lord, uh, you know, seeing that, that was absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, it's because it's, it's in those moments where even without knowing like, oh, you know what, I'm going to be a priest. Uh, they laid the foundation and they sowed the seeds that made that possible. Then you go where, uh, down the street to Holy Trinity and you start there with the Titans where you were involved in the theater arts program and did other things, just your time at Holy Trinity and how that helped. Yeah, so uh, Holy Trinity, it's, I kind of really came into my own. It was at that time I started going to... Uh, Holy Families Youth Group and getting involved in youth group uh, much more. Uh, it was also there that, you know, it's I uh, uh, started, you know, it's getting involved in my faith. Uh, you know, it's just a lot more. And so, uh, you know, just trying to, you know, do different things. You know, it's, we would have masses together as, as communities, penance services, as, you know, classes. And, you uh, yeah, so it was with that, like I started to take my faith a lot more seriously. You know, it's, I had kind of a plan. I was going to be a teacher and I was going to, uh, you know, eventually become a deacon. You know, it's like I had my entire plan set up. And uh, it was at, you know, Holy Trinity uh, that really, you know, that began to be fed even more and that began to grow uh, where I saw, you know, the vocation of the priesthood as a real possibility. Uh, you know, to the point of, uh, you know, my, uh, my junior year, I, I went on a couple of dates with a girl who said, you know, you make a really good priest, which is, you know, exactly what you want to hear when you, you know, you're going out with someone. Uh, but anyway, like with, with that, you know, it's my senior year, uh, like I believe you and I both did it. Uh, we were extraordinary ministers, right? Mm -hmm. and so we, we were extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion as part of, uh, you know, it's being like that, that leadership team in the campus ministry group. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's one of the resolutions I had made is like, you know, I, I want to be able to be there in case anybody misses uh, their assignment. Like I'm close enough, I, I can come in, I can sub for them. And uh, like, so like that, that kind of came out of like this like sense of duty. And from that, uh, honestly, within a week, of going to mass every day uh, i just felt you know the desire of the lord you know speaking in my heart uh calling me to uh not just go out of duty but to go out of desire to want the lord more and so it was there that uh you know i started to go to mass and uh you know like i really began to you know appreciate liturgy a lot more and so uh you know, it's with, with that, uh, you know, it led to other things It led to holy hour, it led to more frequent confession. Uh, you know, it's uh, to the point of finally, like, I was like, you know what, I have to speak to someone about what's going on in here. 
So I, I went to the chaplain, Father Joe Fitzgerald, and said, you know, Father Joe, like I'm, I'm thinking about the priesthood, to which he doesn't say, oh, that's wonderful. He says, I know. Uh, you know, and it really just shows, you know, the pastoral heart that he had, uh, and to be able to recognize something in myself before I could recognize it. And so uh, Father Joe, uh, you know, just gave me two books, Priests for the Third Millennium and To Save a Thousand Souls. And he goes, take these and just, you know, see how it goes. And so, you know, as I began to pray with, you know, what is it that you want me to do, Lord? Uh, I just felt called more and more to the priesthood until when I graduated Trinity, I, uh, I entered the, uh, the college seminary. And, uh, you know, I would say the rest is history now. Well, not history yet. We still have to touch on that. But backtrack the Holy Trinity real quick. And we were in a group called The Lights Together. where We helped with retreats and different ministries on campus. Just touch on that experience and how that kind of helped with your formation and also the service of everyone else in the school community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with, with Lights, uh, you know, it's, it would be uh, the focus of it was leading retreats. It was uh, really also forming discipleship. Uh, so like one of the first things that we did as the lights, um, we, uh, like we had a lock-in together. And so uh, with this lock-in, we uh, you know, spent the night uh, at the high school, uh, you know, and just prayed together. Um, you know, we laughed together, we cried together. Uh, and it, was, it served as really like a great kickoff of, you know, what, what the church looks like. You know this community uh the the uh in the gospels we, we hear about the church right the church the ekklesia in greek and it's uh the, the gathering of the called people and so uh like this kind of helped me see like what the church is this gathering of the called people these people called out uh to service and to the underclassmen uh you know, these people called to uh really like a higher standard of prayer and uh, service. And so, uh, yeah, with, with lights, it was, uh, I think, you know, a good challenge. And in some ways it was like almost like a proto uh, seminary, you know, just with taking that time for formation uh, with that, it was just really a great, uh, you know, blessing to be able to like have that initial formation, if you will, uh with with that community go from holy trinity over to uh douglasson and the seminary over there in saint john's university and spent four years there just discuss the balance of your studies at saint john's but also the formation that took place at the minor seminary sure uh you know it's balancing was kind of difficult at times because like here i was you know a full-time seminarian uh, at Douglaston, but I was also part of uh, what's called the Catholic uh, uh, Scholars Program, and the Catholic Scholars Program, it kicked off, uh, I was the first uh, cohort or the first group uh, to be accepted uh, for that, and so, uh, like, with that, you know, it was very similar to the lights as far as uh, it, uh, it was a challenge to, uh, you know, really grow as disciples, to grow as a community, as the church. Uh, and so, like, I, I was very involved at at St. John's, uh, where, you know, I was also a full-time student. So it's, I, I had this, a lot of socialization going on at, at school. 
I was, you know, extremely, you know, busy with the seminary. And also I, you know, had, uh, you know, all of the, uh, the uh, responsibility of finishing up a philosophy degree with, uh, and I ended up double majoring with a theology uh, uh, major as well and a minor in ancient studies. So like I, I had a lot going on, uh, but with all of that, it was uh, really just, you know, a, a, a good time for formation because uh, it, it showed me like a broader sense of what the church is. You know, it, it's this thing, the church just isn't guys and collars. The church is teachers and firemen and police officers. The church is accountants and journalists. I made sure to throw the journalists in there just for you, PMAC. Thank uh, you. Helps yeah. to be important sometimes. <laughs> but uh, the point is that, uh, you know, it's the, the church wasn't just being in the seminary, but the church was a global church. And, you know, being at, you know, the, the metropolitan, uh, you know, university that is St. John's in New York City. Granted, it's in Queens, but still it's New York City. Uh, you know, it's, it showed really that global range of the church that, uh, you know, uh, and balancing that with, with my formation at Douglaston, I think it was a beautiful uh, way of going about formation. Then you spend four years at Doug Douglaston, graduate college and go on for four years at Dunwoody in a pastoral year. Just what was your judgment, adjustment from the major to the minor seminary? Uh, you know, it was a it was a big jump because what what that did was, uh, you know, before at Douglaston, I was commuting every day to St. John's, so I had to commute, right? You know, and so it, it was almost like a compartmentalization as far as you know, over here's school, over here's socialization, and you know, fun recreation. Uh, you know, it's uh, like an over here's formation at a at St. Joseph Seminary, uh, you know, you're living where you're studying and you're living with the people you're studying with. Uh, you know, you're living with the people you're being formed with. Uh, so with all of that, like it was all in one at, at St. Joseph's. And so, uh, uh, you know, on top of that, it was moving from undergrad, like an undergrad course load up to a graduate course load. Uh, you know, and up at Dunwoody, we, we finished three degrees in four years. So we get the Sacred Theological Bachelor's, the Master's of Divinity, and an MA, uh, a Master's of Arts in uh, Theology, if you write a thesis. So in four years, there were those three degrees compared to at St. John's, it was, you know, one bachelor's in four years. Uh, so th there was a lot going on up there and, you know, a lot to keep me busy. Uh, but really, you know, the, it was through the encouragements and uh, at times correction of, you know, my brothers and formators that helped me grow uh, to, to do well there. You mentioned our mutual friend, Stephen Rooney, and what's it like having fraternity with Rooney and then just other guys in formation just to help you along and get through the whole process? I'm sure it gets difficult at times. Yeah, it's and. So, you know, one, one of the beautiful things with formation is, you know, it's always good, like, it's good to have an older brother, an older cousin, an older somebody to go to, uh, to bounce off ideas or to just vent. Uh, 
Well, at the seminary, you got, you know, depending on the year, 40 to 60 brothers right there. So uh, like that, that was, I think, uh, you know, just something that was a huge asset, you know, especially having someone like Stephen Rooney, who, you know, I, we, we knew from high school that I knew from high school, uh, you know, it was very friendly and, you know, it was always has an open ear, uh, somebody who's always standing as a challenge to do better. And so uh, he, uh, you know, he, he was an absolute blessing to, to have there, you know, as were the other guys. And with that being said, you know, when you have, you know, 40 or 50 guys in the house, you're not going to be best friends with 40 or 50 guys. So it's uh, like, even within that, you had, you know, these smaller communities and, you know, smaller friendships. Uh, and I think that, you know, that's, the, the epitome of, you know, you, you look at, well, first off, Jesus calls 12 apostles, but then also with the, with the, uh, with the disciples, he sends them out two by two. And, you know, a lot of that, it's so that, you know, there is a, a, a close knit relationship, you know, it's like, we can't be, like I said, we can't be best friends with everyone. And so up at the seminary, it's uh, just really a, uh, a chance to, to foster, uh, both specific friendships, you know, like those carefully tight-knit friendships, but also broader friendships where, you know, it's like these guys are also brothers, but maybe not as close. Then you go on to your, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's three years and then a pastoral year, which you spent at St. John the Evangelist in Cinema Riches. What's it like from taking all the not all the focus, because you guys are able to do other things. You guys have other assignments in the seminary, but taking the classroom work out into a parish and learning more of the uh, in the field work, so to say. Yeah, so after uh, two years of major seminary, uh, go on to a pastoral year. So I was out at uh, St. John the Evangelist in Central Mariches. And, uh, you know, it, it's in a lot of ways, it's night and day. But at, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, it's uh, we, we have a saying and, uh, you know, Bishop Barris is very big on this saying that, uh, you know, in your time in seminary, the most pastoral thing you can do is to study well, uh, because, you know, you're not being a good pastor if, uh, you know, you, uh, if you're given some bogus theology, if you're given some, you know, you know, thing that you, you know, popped up into your mind like 30 seconds ago or something that, you know, you decided after watching Fox or CNN, you know, so uh, really the most pastoral thing that, you know, a seminarian can do uh, for the love of the people that he will be serving eventually is to study. And so I, I definitely saw that at uh, St. John the Evangelist where I was involved in adult faith formation. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, a, a catechesis and sacrament prep where it's, you know, making sure that, you know, th these people are formed well uh, mm -hmm. and just kind of going back to that, that quote that my mentor had said, uh, you know, that so that they can consider the gravity of what they are about to do when they come to mass on Sunday, when, you know, they, uh, they go to confession on Saturday evening. Uh, you know, it's when, when a guy gets down on one knee and asks his girlfriend if she'll be his fiance and ultimately bride. Uh, you know, it's, and so having that study uh, going into the parish is so essential uh, so that, you know, parishioners can be formed well in, uh, 
in knowing, you know, well, th this is, you know, what, what the church teaches, but even more than, than that, you know, this is, you know, like the, uh, the plan that God has for you. And so we have to consider the gravity of what God calls us to. Then you go on uh, the finish. Well, not really. During your studies, you go on to have a diaconate year, which you spent in East Northport with uh, Father Ed Sheridan at St. Anthony's. Just what was that like? And we'll piggyback on to your first assignment, which is in the same place. Yeah, it's, uh, so being at St. Anthony's was an absolute blessing. Uh, you know, in most of my pastoral experiences, uh, whether it be just summer assignments or then even uh, the pastoral year, I was in one place Monday to Friday. I'm sorry, uh, Sunday to Saturday. So I, I was involved in the life of the parish, even if it was just for a summer. Uh, being there as a deacon, though, uh, I, I really wasn't. I was just there, you know, Saturday to Sunday. So, uh, you know, being there, the focus was on really the sacraments. And so uh, on uh, being there to preach at Mass and to assist at Mass uh, and also to celebrate baptisms. Uh, and so... Uh, you know, being, uh, you know, part of that community just for this particular time on the, on the weekend was really just, you know, it, it was a blessed time because it was a foretaste of, uh, you know, pastoral ministry, uh, you know, as a priest. And we'd like to thank you for sharing your journey. And I know you like to have fun, or at least I hope you do. What are some things you like to do uh, for fun? Yeah, um, yeah it's, I, I enjoy, you know, reading here and there, you know, different things. Uh, you know, it's a big fan of, uh, you know, it's sitting down to watch a movie. Uh, you know, it's love Seinfeld, but also love catching the Mets. And you look at the Mets having a great year in first place, and we're at ordination, and uh, the trumpet started, and I turned to Mar Mary and Charlie Malley, who were sitting in front of me, and I said Edwin Diaz was coming, but apparently he wasn't. <laughs> But uh, what do you see in the Mets this year, and what do you like out of them? You know, what I love about them is, like, they're a very spunky team right now. Like, you, you got Jake DeGrom, who's just tossing a gem every time he goes out there, and hopefully, you know, he's able to stay healthy. But you also have, uh, you know, he's pushing Marcus Stroman to do better, and again, hopefully he's healthy. Uh, he's pushing uh, Taiwan Walker. Uh, you know, and so I think altogether the pitching staff is really awesome because – like even with a guy like Edwin Diaz, you know, he had a pretty rough, uh, you know, start to his time in New York and he's turned it around quite a bit. And, you know, with him, I, I really do think, think it's with those uh, trumpets. I mean, uh, you know, big fan of that song. It's, uh, it's ready. To, I'm, I'm ready to party whenever he's coming in. It's electric. And you mentioned Seinfeld. Do you have a favorite episode? Uh, you know, I, I would say that I have, probably two favorite episodes. Uh, first is uh, the big salad episode, uh, because I've seen that in my own life, just as far as people get offended with, uh, you know, something as silly as accidentally saying thank you to the wrong person. Now, I do think we should say thank you to the right person, but just the, you know, the obsessive nature of George Costanza, I find to be absolutely hysterical. And uh, the second, my second favorite, or really tied for first, uh, is, uh, and I watch it every year and I celebrate it every year, is Festivus. Uh, you know, it's just to be able to, uh, 
you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, have this uh, chance to air our grievances. Big fan of that. Big fan of that. And you really look at what you do now. I think it's really important to dialogue with people and talk it out because you look at all the world's problems now is people are, don't listen to each other. So if you sit down to each other and talk to each other, you realize you have a lot of common ground and you can really talk it out. So a lot of lessons to be learned there, right? Oh, absolutely. And so I got a lot of grievances with you people and you're about to hear about them. <laughs> Just a uh, last question or a couple, couple more before we go. Transfer back to the first assignment. What are some things you look forward to the most? Yeah, so uh, it's, we have an absolutely incredible uh, uh, elementary school that it's a regional school on uh, the premises. Uh, it's Trinity Regional. So it uh, gives me an excuse to pull out some of the stuff from high school that says Trinity on it. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, so I'm looking to, uh, you know, definitely be involved with youth ministry and being able to walk with people that I was in their seats just a couple of years ago. Uh, it's, I'm also looking forward to, uh, you know, just really helping engage, uh, people getting ready for the sacraments, uh, you know, especially, you know, baptism and, uh, marriage. Uh, just as far as, you know, it's, I, I would say in a lot of ways, like those are the two sacraments that we have like a huge crisis with, you know, it's like, you know, uh, you know, people keep saying the divorce rates going down. Well, it's like, yeah, it's going down because people aren't getting married. Uh, and so to really just focus on, you know, how marriage is this call uh, to, uh, to deeper holiness, to, to walk along the way to each other. And it has this eschatological view it's really just like, it's a sacrament that helps us, you know, where it's like, I'm going to compel you and you're going to impel me that we're going to get to heaven together so that, you know, we are standing before the Lord. And so they, I think that's a beautiful thing with marriage that couples may not think about too often. And I, I would love to accompany them to, uh, to help them prepare for that. But also, uh, you know, just that sacrament of baptism, you know, it's... Like very often, you know, a kid gets baptized. We don't see them again until they're in first grade. Uh, you know, and to be there uh, with these children uh, and with their families to help instruct the families to know, like, you have a responsibility. Like, you like again uh, to consider the gravity of what you are about to do. Uh, you know, and so it's like you are bringing your child to share in the death uh, and resurrection of Christ. And also, you're 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 bringing your child to uh, to initiation so that they may be the body of Christ, and so that they can be, you know, fed on with the Eucharist, and they can be, uh, you know, sent on mission and confirmation. And so, you know, these things aren't just isolated events, but it has to do with what we do every day. Uh, and so, I look forward to you know encouraging and accompanying families that are going about uh, their their uh, routine and you know it's uh, coming to the sacraments father i want to thank you for taking time out of your crazy week fruitful week but crazy week for talking to me i appreciate your vocation story and getting a little bit well i already knew about you but letting the people know all about you and uh i appreciate the time all right pmac thanks for having me on it's been a pleasure and uh, you know as my golf coach i think uh, we're gonna have to set up a time for you to uh, continue to teach me how to golf see that's the scary part i'm your golf coach there's a million better people but we have fun when we're out there 
And that's what it's all about, the memories and uh, the good times. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. God bless you.